The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. This is my only shot at having a successful career, and, you know, I'm not going to quit until I make it to the top. Adrian KTB you better look out because no matter how you want to get it, you're going to get it, whether it's a decision or I knock you out. The Irish Dragon, Paul Felder. I'm tired of you guys sleeping on me. You can't keep a star from shining, and my star is going to shine bright. There's a new funk show in town. Al Jermaine Sterling, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, shit. That's so funny. I didn't know they were going to be yeah. a co-host. I didn't know they were going to put you in the beginning there. I was about to say, Paul Felder sounded like Aljo. Yeah, I don't know what the sick. fuck they were doing. It's the um, it's UFC Unfiltered, but you might as well call it the Sarah and Sterling show today. That's what the fuck I'm talking about. Hey, I don't know. Let's I go. Hit, I should hit the applause. Oh, the, <laughs> cheer, the cheer's a little weird. What up, Funk Master? Not much. Just hanging out on this beautiful Monday morning. It's starting to get a little fallish, no? A little chilly? Not yeah. chilly. Chi- I mean, it's still warm out, but... Yeah, Rebecca was supposed to go to Splish Splash today, and uh, they actually canceled their plans. And I was like, yes, because I didn't, I wanted to go. And now they can't Splish go Splash without is me. fun. That's out in Long Island. That's out on the East End over yeah. there. Over in Riverhead. I haven't been there forever. You know where I went? To? I, went to, I went to fucking Splish Splash uh, at my prom. After my prom, we went to Splish Splash. It's not a great story. <laughs> but it was, it was fucking 20 years ago. I'm surprised that's like, they probably updated a lot of shit. Yeah, I got a story like that. I went for my birthday like two years ago. Fun? It was fun. Rob came out. It was a good time. We had like almost all the fighters from the gym came come out. Besides Chris, because you know he was, he was always uh, super busy, you know. And uh, Al came out. Justin the Kid, Montavo came out. It was a fun time. We have also little Jimmy Bird calling in. We got Andrea Lee calling. When is she? We're doing a Skype with her soon, right? Well, how soon? Do we know? He's getting her now. All right. And Andrea Lee, she's going out. She's fighting at UFC 242 in Abu Dhabi versus Joanne Calderwood, who's uh, mm. her highest ranked opponent to date, Funkmaster. She's, she's scrappy, Joanne. Yeah. And I, I will say Joanne probably has the most experience out of all of her previous opponents. So this is a big fight. She's coming off a loss, Joanne, to uh, our buddy, blonde fighter, Caitlin Chuhagan. Did I say your last name right? Chukagan. Chukagan. What the fuck did I say? I say Chukagan. All right. Well, I don't think I said it awful. I'm getting better with that. But but again, she's always up for a scrap. Her last fight, Andrea Lee's last fight, I just watched it uh, again this morning, was versus uh, Montana De La Rosso. And that was just eight weeks ago. 
And it was a close fight. I agree, she won. But Montana, Montana was definitely in that fight. And uh, afterwards, afterwards, uh, Andrea said that she felt it was her worst fight she's ever had. So I think the longest field goal ever attempted is seventy-six yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also seventy-six yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. She was she was in some tough positions in that fight, but I want to see if uh, if she still feels the same way. And why? What does she mean by that? Yeah, you know? I don't know. It's always weird. I think as fighters, and you know, we, we're we're always our worst critic, our most harsh critic. I would say, and you you can have a great performance. I seen a kid. We seen a kid cry in the back room. After winning a fight, it was a split decision, but he won a fight and came into the back room and he started crying. What are you talking about? That was at what? CFFC. It's just uh, the other day. Yeah, the other day in uh, Atlantic City. That one kid in the back room was crying. He came. I'm like, Our guy? No, no, no. The oh, other you guy. You threw me the fuck off, man. I'm like, what are you talking Both our guys finished in the first round. Yeah, yeah. And then we saw that kid in the back. James yeah. Gonzalez and Nas. What's Nas's last name? I can't pronounce that cannot shit. cannot pronounce that. Damn. <laughs> I just call him Nas. Nas yeah. MMA on uh, All he needs is one mic. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's how I remember his name. You know? Because I'm not great with names. Yeah. But, but he's a good fighter also. That though. kid cried in the back. Yeah. Who, that, he cried because he won. That a, dragon uh, kid. Oh, really? You don't know what I'm talking about? That, that Abs- I, you know what? Don't I don't want to keep saying I don't know because I was probably there saying that he did awesome and shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know I got the memory of a goldfish. You know? Yeah. Well, but listen, the cried. point is this. That uh, there's a lot invested you're walking in there that's what you're saying yeah it's very emotional you know yeah and to not win the way you want sometimes or not have the performance but you gotta also realize this pushback no one's just gonna let you just walk all over them speaking of that go ahead you gonna say you gotta plan someone else's got a game plan too you know paul felder speaking of game plans and things not going right in his first fight he's gonna be on later on with his first fight with edson barbosa he got kicked in the dick. No, no, that's it. He got kicked. He got kicked in the. He got spinning back kicked. Right, spinning back yeah. kicked in the groin from hell. He blasted. Get that him. for us while we're looking. While we're bullshitting people. Look, I like this Aljo. He blasted. I'm not being a prick. No, nah. it's not because I'm a Hall of Famer. I like the demand shit. <laughs> Get that shit for us, please. <laughs> I'm fucking around, guys. Take your time. Take your time. No, he got blasted though, Barbosa. That's a Barbosa kick. Yeah, it's a Barbosa kick in the nuts. It is nuts, That's and nuts. it was in the nuts. Pun intended. So, you know, and and speaking of game plan with Paul Felder, his last fight with James Vick. Did you see that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He really, he really, he really utilized that um that calf kick. Yeah, I mean, he chopped him that between each round. Slowed him down. Between each round, James Vick was saying, man, I 
Uh, like he's telling Lloyd Irvin, he's like, I, his kid's trainer, he's like, I, I can't, I, my, his leg was hurting, his leg yeah. was hurting. Lloyd Irvin's saying, you have to use your jab, you have to throw combos, you have to keep, and he's like, he wanted to, but his leg was hurting. Yeah. <laughs> like he's fucking, so, but my thing is, oh, oh, we're going to watch this, hold on really quick. Ooh, there he's on the floor. Let's watch that again. All right, so now, we, oh, nice job, guys. Dude, he's on the like floor. All right, wait, hold practice. on, here we go. So now, Edson Barbosa is going to spin. <laughs> And ooh, yeah, he spun and he got him right in the groin. And uh, you know, with the cup, sometimes it's worse than not having a cup because it could yeah. uh, it could smash your boys in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? If it gets Aljo, caught in the side or something. Not good. That listen, I know Paul was in theater, but that is not acting. No, no. And uh, I'm, hey, guys, guys, he was an actor. Dude, look at that <laughs> kick, the wind up, the spin. He was a fucking actor, but this is not acting. Look at this shit. Look at this. Wow. Oh, dude, I, dude, I don't want to watch that again. Actually, I would just look at oh, my opponent. Oh my god! Like, How? I'll tell you. How would you face with, oh, look at Paul. Paul, dude, you see that just looks so awful. Oh man, I want to talk to him about this. And what, this was the first round. Oh, he's trying to get his nuts down. Yeah. He's doing fucking jumping jacks, trying to get his balls down. Oh, I wonder if his voice changed because like it's like if your balls didn't drop yet. Dude, I tell you, you what, what I mean? man. I used to change? wear big cups, <laughs> and I thought that Imagine was better. Imagine the interview. How you, how's your nuts? Give me five minutes. <laughs> I fucking talks like Cindy Brady. Is that the first? Yeah, I, I used to think wearing big cups were better for you, and then I got older yeah. and realized it's actually worse because that's when your your sack yeah. falls out through the side. Yeah, and then if you get clipped, goodbye. That's well. Some of us have no choice but to wear big cups, Aljo. I don't want to <laughs> tell you know. I don't want to brag, but listen, <laughs> Funk Master. So I don't know, man. I want to see what's up with that. That that's I want to see about strategy. That's what I was talking about. Is he going to try to utilize those those calf kicks? But now because he's going one of the best. Besides, listen, that was a deadly kick to the nuts. But he's also one of the best kickers in the game. That's in Barboza. Yeah, and oh just about that James Vick thing. Like I understand his coach was telling him to you got to use your jab. But when you jab, that's almost the best time. To utilize those calf kicks because you're you're heavy on that front foot, and you're only throwing one attack at at a time, and it makes it super easy for you to step and the other your opponent to just time it and start crashing those kicks. Even like when I fought Pedro, man, that, those calf kicks were not fun. Oh man, I still feel it. To well, this and day. you're that's and you were all over the place. Why am I getting sweaty? We got to make it cooler in here, people. I'm not I'm not Jamaican. I run hot. Uh, you you you're fine with the. Heat. I like the heat. I do like the heat. I just walk around with no shirt all day. Yeah, you know what's funny, Aljo? I feel more comfortable with my shirt off now than I did in my thirties because I'm off that gluten stuff and I'm not bloated. Yet you see me walk into the. It's like something's always got to fucking give. And now my fucking knees are giving me such trouble lately. Yeah, <laughs> you can be. We can complain a little bit. Yeah, it's a podcast. It's laid back. Funk master. This is hashtag over forty five uh, and training problems. Yeah. Sometimes you forget that I'm 45, Aljo. You look at me as a young man. Yeah, I just How do you look at me? You look at me as a weirdo. No, no I'm 45 years old into comic books. I see, else I, I see inspiration. Dude, yes, Aljo? Because we're very close, me and you. We got close over the years. What the fuck am I... I go to look at it. I thought it was pretty Andrea Lee, and it's <laughs> Maddie's big fucking melon on the screen. I was like, holy fuck, Andrea Lee. Must have been a rough camp. <laughs> yeah. So she got beat up, and her head got swollen. Sorry, Maddie. Uh, I can't... Some things you can't unsee, is all I got to say. <laughs> But Funkmaster, me and you got close over the years. It's it's funny because you came in. Just every time they do this, it's fucking weird because you can't even see us. Could she see us? Because look what I see. She's gonna look at a fucking lemon board behind us. Yeah. Yes or no? Does she see us? 
All right, stretch it out. Let me see. Uh-oh. Let me see. All right. Oh, I see my bald head. Let me tell you, man. Thank God I'm off the glue because the camera adds weight. But anyway, Aljo, so something's always got to, something's got to give, man. I got, why are you looking at me, guys? Is she on yet? Oh, she is. (laughs) Train at a high level, you know? I know, man. Years and years. After a while, it catches up to you. Yeah. Hello, Andrea Lee. How are you? Hi, I'm doing well. Thank you. Uh, you're you? on with Matt Sarah hey. and Aljo Sterling. You just disappeared. There you are. Oh, it's like magic. How you doing? All right? I'm doing good. How are y'all? Now, are we, y'all. Oh, you know what? She's from Louisiana, and it just brought me back to that when she said y'all. Yeah. Do you say dinner or supper? <laughs> uh, uh, dinner? You do say dinner. dinner. Does anybody say hey, supper? Dinner. Is that a thing of the past? I thought that's like a, I that's like a Oh, I get down south thing. We're losing. No? All right, listen, yeah, let's be, get back to business. I'll be back with supper now. <laughs> Andrea, guys, stop messing with the screen. I want to see Andrea and talk to her. You are getting ready. You're going, when are you leaving for the Middle East? You're going to Abu Dhabi to fight Joanne Calderwood at UFC 242. This is so exciting. Yeah. Have you ever been to the Middle East before? No, I haven't. 12, 12 and a half hours from where I'm at. How long is it for you? I'm not sure. I just know it's going to take a whole day. So. Are you good on the plane or no? Oh, I'm fine on the plane. I'm probably, I got a, um, I'm sure I'll be peeing a lot, but (laughs) (laughs) you got like a little Jimmy Norton bird bladder. (laughs) Water loading. Are you, you do the uh, water load too? Um, I leave on the 29th. So, I mean, I'm going to be drinking a lot of water just so that I don't bloat, you know? Yeah. That's why we swell. We're not drinking our water. We seem to, to bloat a lot during traveling. Now, yes, some of us bloat a lot just in general. <laughs> now, listen, I seen your last fight. Uh, I just watched it this morning versus Montana De La Rosa. Uh, it was only two months ago, I mean, which was wild. And it was it was quite the scrap. And you rightfully so got the decision. Why did you say afterwards that it was um, your worst fight to date? Uh, you know, I watched the fight and I don't think so anymore. But Okay. It was just all in my head. I mean, there was a whole lot going on, and I yeah. just felt like I, maybe I didn't perf- I underperformed. But but now looking back and, and seeing it, I feel like it was a good fight. Especially yeah. because you had to deal with adversity. You were in some tight spots, uh, and you put a stamp on it. You like, you ended strong, and I think that's what really made the difference. Yeah, uh, I think so. And going into that last round, I was like, because I really wasn't sure if I had the other two rounds. You know, I figured maybe yeah. it was close. So I was like, ah, this is it. I need to go in all or nothing, you know, and and, and win. So Good thing you that's have a good... Co- was, you go ahead, I'm sorry. I, I just said that's what I did. Yeah. Well, good thing you have a good corner man in Tim Tim Crater. Did I kill his last name? I know Tim a while. I love Tim. Yeah. How he old he's we, a really great coach. Yeah, how long, how long have you been with uh, with Tim, training by him? Um, I started training with him. I got with him in September of last year. Now, your striking is off the hook. How, how are you feeling on the floor? You you got out of some some rough positions. How much are you attacking <laughs> the ground? I, well, when I when I'm on the ground, I I do attack a lot from those positions. But I mostly I like. I like to be able to control my opponent and, and ground and pound. So I don't always search for submissions when I'm on the ground. I just like to, you know, I like to do damage. But uh, it's not that my ground game is not good because it is. It's really good. I just, 
you know, I'm a striker at heart, you know, and I want to do damage. <laughs> when yeah. did you when did you know that this was going to be your path? Because you're doing so well. I mean, all three fights in the UFC, you won all three, you're looking great. When did you say, all right, this ain't a hobby, this is what I'm going to do? Um, probably after one, after my my boxing match in 2010. It was I actually had not been training that long, but I went to the Women's National Golden Gloves, and I competed, and I did well, but I didn't win the, the championship. I didn't win the gold, you know, but I just fell in love with it. And it was really, then I decided to see how far I could pursue it. Because I had only been trained seven months and I made it to the Women's National Golden Gloves. And I was like, I'm going to see where I can take this. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Yay. <laughs> we love guest appearances. <laughs> Oh, so cute. How old is your daughter? Hey, hi, sweetie. Uh, hi. That's great. I know how it is. That's so awesome. I'll be right here, okay? We're going to let you go in a second. How old, your daughter's what? How old? Seven? She's eight. Eight. I have an eight. Yeah, I have three daughters. Uh, six, eight, and ten. So I see. I feel exactly what you. What how that goes. It's, isn't it great? Isn't it the best feeling in the world? It I is. I love it. Uh, is she going with you to Abu Dhabi or no? Um, no, she's not. Oh, she doesn't have a passport. But oh, okay. She's cool, so she's she, not going to be able to make it on this one. Hopefully, one of my future fights, she'll be able to come to. Does she train also? Uh, she she was there for a little while. But she's kind of like she's back and forth about it, you know. Like yeah. I don't, I just she started to get to where she really didn't like it. So I'm just trying to let her, you know, go away, and then maybe eventually she'll come back and want to train some more. The other day she was talking about how she wanted to because she wants to beat people up. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, nothing wrong with nothing wrong with smacking around a bully. That's what I tell my kids. <laughs> now, listen, really quick, you're fighting Joanne Calderwood. Your highest ranking opponent to date. So this is huge. How are you feeling for this? Oh, I feel really good. I think, you know, um, yeah, she's a great Muay Thai fighter, and she's going to be a really tough opponent. I think it's going to be exciting, though, to watch because we're both really great strikers. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I feel – I don't know what her ground is like. I don't know what her wrestling's like but because I've never seen it really utilized in any fights but, uh, or just not that much in but I feel confident with with my whole game, so I think it's going to be an exciting fight. And I don't know where it's going to where it's going to end up. At. You know the experience of Tim Crater. The one thing I noticed too in a close fight, this and the second now you you hear me say this too after the fight after the round. Hey, put your hands up. Put your hands up. That that positive body language. Yeah. A little props to Tim Crater. I gotta you know what the heck this guy is giving good advice. Yeah. What else you want to ask her? She's got to yeah. take that kid home. Anything he else? Does, he does. He does that free practice. At that smart. It's so smart. Judges are stupid as hell. No, I'm kidding. No, no, no. But still, no. Hey, listen. If it's a close fight, they might be like, ah, she looks confident. Yeah. You never know. It doesn't hurt, you know? It's true. You could sway on me. You never know. Yeah. Anything I'm a big else? yeah, I'm a big believer in that. A lot of visualization, a lot of getting the hands up, getting the crowd behind you, flexing a little bit. Yeah. It works. You wanted to start flexing after it's the fight? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, go ahead. I know you got to uh, get your daughter home. We want to wish you all the best. All right. Thanks for coming on with us. And I'll be over there. So I'll see you over there. All right. Awesome. Thank you. 
Thank you so much. Take so care. To to Say hi to Tim for me. All right, All right, Andrea Lee. All right. All right. That's great, man. So listen, this is what they got. That's good. They're getting better at that. The last time they did this was Corey Sanhagen, a guy in your division. Yeah. He was on here last week. So the interview stopped. So I turn. I go to talk to, uh, who the fuck was here? Jamie English. And I got like Corey staring at me over there. So I'm like, <laughs> so it's like, it's like, okay. And I'm like, all right, that Corey's a nice kid. He's there, isn't he? And I'm looking over and the fucking kid's looking at me. It's not the kid's fault. I mean, the kid, he, I mean, maybe the kid should hang up, but he, he's being polite. Maddie's fucking, I don't know, checking his email. I don't know what he's doing. But the kid was staring at me. It was weird. <laughs> You know? Wait, how long did it go for? It went for, listen, every second was a fucking eternity. Uh, you see that? That was almost too long right there. It, it wasn't too, they got they, they got it off. But when you say goodbye, it's got to be bang, off. Because, dude, it's fucking weird. Uh, I'd rather have Gabe the talking head back here staring with his arms crossed looking at me. <laughs> like a fucking boss lemon staring at me, making sure I don't, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. We forgot to ask her about what? her nickname. Oh, oh fuck. Why well, point, I pointed KGB. to you, man. I wanted you to jump in with that. You asked, you told her you like the flex. The fucking <laughs> fuck, man. Like, hey, we're talking about posture. I, you're like, oh, I got something. Showing the judges the way. Yeah, I like the know? flex. <laughs> fuck, man, stop. Welcome to the and Andrea Lee show. Funk Master, you, let me tell you something. You, my friend, have been getting fucking nutty lately. You've been very vocal. <laughs> You've been very vocal. This the the All right, listen, this is some notes here on the news. This is what it says. Aljo. Calls out everyone in IG post on Sunday. And I follow you. So I'm what the fuck did my how did I miss this? Henry Sadudu, your ex stinks, <laughs> literally. Marlon Moraes finally ran out of magic. This is not me saying it, people. Corey Sanhagen stopped drinking that delusional delusional Kool-Aid. Peter Yawn makes me yawn. Half of y'all sun cell, who cares? Pedro Munoz, tough bastard, but not quick enough. Too slow. Co now, first of all, everybody, this is not this is not me saying it. I'm reading <laughs> stuff from the Funk Master. Cody Garbrandt, quickest rise and quickest fall. Uriah Faber, the one trick pony. Man, you, man, you, you have enough friends. You want some enemies, don't you? <laughs> I saved the best for last. Now I don't. You know I don't like talking about saying anything about Frankie. What is? What do you say about Frankie? Save the best for last. One thirty-five will not be the answer. Okay, Frankie Edgar, one thirty-five pounds will not be the answer because his nickname's the answer. Yeah, see, I did that play on the words. I was about. See, I, to, I don't think it's really talking shit. I'm just kind of just saying stuff that's the truth. The only one oh. what is probably talking shit is uh, Peter Yon, Peter Yon. But everything else, I don't think. I think everything everyone knows. There's nothing like I made up stuff. Where I'm being a bully, and I'm, I'm trying to get this. I'm trying to stare the pot. Trying to listen. I, you're a very dude, Aljo. We're very close. I know you're not a, an asshole. You want to get paid, and you want to strangle some. Listen, what do I tell you all the time? We have enough friends. We could use a few enemies. Is that is that my <laughs> fucking? Oh, no. you, you, know, you put on a little mafioso voice right there, or something? Yeah, that's yeah. what you did. But uh, no, I, an American thing. Yeah, that, that. that it is true, Aljo. We do have enough friends. We, you know we, what? we could use some enemies. We're in the fight game. If, but it hurts me when I, I. What's going on with you? Tell me. Tell me what the news is about. What about you? I don't know. What the fuck? I'm waiting for a fight. I'm not looking for a there's fight. I'm waiting for a there's fight. There's rumors. There are rumors. 
And you know, if we got to stir the pot to get the get the, the the brass up top to get moving on this, then what? we'll stir the pot a little bit. Who do you want, Aljo? If you're the guy that may, obviously, what do, who do what do you want going on? Who do you want? I mean, who do I really want to fight? Yeah. I would love to fight Henry Cejudo. All right, I would love to fight him. I think I match up with him very very well. Who's ranked number two? Who's the number two band weight? This guy. You. This guy. So, so, so what's the problem? I don't see no problem with it. I don't see anybody else who's got a, a better win streak. Who's calling? All right, we got Jimmy Bird we're flying in. right now. Hey, Jimmy. Oh, go ahead. Oh, Jimmy's on Skype? Oh. Can they hear oh, that on the show? Do they hear this? Do they? Do they? Aljo. <laughs> okay. Hi. Oh. Hi. Hello. Oh, I love it. It looks really good, dude. Does it look good, Jimmy? It looks good, yes. You guys do I look, look bloated or do I look Enter, okay? They fixed the, uh, the separation. Everything looks great. And Jimmy looks good too. Jimmy, do you know, Jimmy didn't just roll out of bed, Aljo. I'll tell you right now. You <laughs> no, know? I did not. I'm actually, I, I wanted to say hello to Aljo because I'm the one guy he didn't bash on Instagram. This yeah. Week. What the fuck? Bro? Yeah. Did, I'm the only guy to miss that shit. He's, I, I just went through the whole thing. And, uh, you know, you know, Aljo feels he has enough friends, Jimmy Norton. He wants, to, he, right. he wants to make some enemies in this business. And get paid. I think, think Aljo, I've been saying this for a while. I think you deserve your, your title shot. And, and you're right to be calling everybody out. I think you deserve it. I don't see anybody else calling anybody out. Everyone wants to sit there and twiddle their thumbs and play. Oh, I'll fight whoever they put in front of me. Man, shut the fuck up. No one gives a fuck about that. No one gives a yeah. fuck about that. We really wanna, I, mean, I came into the sport to make money, change my life, then ride off into the sunset with my kids and my family. And maybe you have like a, a speedboat and jet ski you or something. Have kids? I don't know. You have my kids? future kids. You know, oh, I'm thinking okay. about the future. I want to. Eventually. Yeah, eventually. Yeah, I want to set myself up. These guys, oh, I want to get paid more money, but crickets. Crickets. No, right. if, if a tree falls in the woods and no one hears it, what the fuck? Did it really fall? Did it really fall? You know, so. Dana would always say about uh, about Demetrius, you know, one of the greatest fighters in history. Yeah. But And people respected him, but he didn't. And again, not that you have to talk shit for people to to want to see you fight, but there's a lot of great fighters. So if, if, if you feel like there's a little something real between the guys, people are more interested in watching the fight. So I think it's smart. Give them something to gravitate to. And I'm willing, dude, I'm willing to put myself out there. I win, I win great. You know, it worked. If I don't, then you know what? We go back to the lab, we reinvent ourselves, and we pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off, and we go again, you know? That's what life's all about. These guys are so afraid to take a risk and say something because they're scared of public scrutiny. Like, who gives a shit? These are people behind a keyboard who you probably never see, and they don't pay your... They, well, they kind of pay your bills. But they're not going to pay your bills if they don't give a fuck about you. You know what I'm saying? So, love me or hate me, at the end of the day, no one can say anything about me. I'm being me. If these guys were in the gym and we were, we had to fight, dude, we break balls and that's what we do on Long Island, man. We break balls, we have we have a good time, and I'll have a beer with you later. I'm 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 okay with that. Were you getting were you getting a little frustrated? Uh, because it seems like this is kind of a new approach. Were you getting frustrated with waiting and, and you're just kind of saying enough is enough? You know, uh, definitely frustrated, but even even that, this I don't think is necessarily a new approach. I've done this in the past. I've had some success with it, and I have stumbled one time with, with the Brian Caraway fight, and I kind of fell back a little bit, you know, wait till I could get a little bit more steam and momentum going again, and now I'm here, I'm, I'm back at it again, man. You learned so much from that fight. Yeah, so... You made so, so... You learned so much from that fight, and you've taken out... You came back from being down two fights to taking out undefeated fighters. Guys, the... the um, the, the, the I was about to say the Parky. What the fuck is he? Uh, the Pikey. The Pikey! The Pikey, um, and I forgot the other one. What the fuck? Corey. Um, Stamen. Stamen. Corey or Cody? Cody. Cody. That's it. Two guys I mean, winning. studs. Yes, man. 
And uh, that really shows a lot, dude. You're, you right now are peaking, not just physically, but mentally because of not just the, your success in there, the hard times in there. You know what I mean? So I'm so, I mean, Jimmy, he's ranked number, he's the number two bantamweight. So what the, what, what's the problem? Let Why, me ask you, you know, uh, is, is, is Aljo, ta- like, is because Cejudo is talking about maybe uh, uh, fighting at another weight first, is that what you're a little frustrated with? Like, he's calling out these other people, uh, you know, he's being silly calling out uh, Valentina Shevchenko, which nobody, you know, it's like, <laughs> come on, you deserve the shot. So I guess that's getting a little bit irritating. It, yeah, it definitely does. He's the intergender champion. Well, at least wants to be, fight for the title. I don't know. I don't know what that shit's about. I do get what he's trying to do. He's trying to stir the sure. pot. He's getting people to talk and it's working. I don't know if it's necessarily going to translate into dollars, but if it does, great. I would love to be the guy who shared the octagon with him next. And uh, if not, you know, we'll figure out the next best step so that we can get ourselves there. And that's that's kind of the best way I can I can look at it. But I can't see who else he should fight or who else gives him the, the toughest matchup. I'm long. I'm rangy. I can strike with him. And he's not going to out-wrestle me. He's definitely not. And if, if he was, what's he going to do? Take me down and do what? Inside trip and then sit in my guard? I'm going to slice that fucker up with elbows off my back. It's... It's Aljo's got it's a very a dangerous, fight. a very dangerous guard. Extremely Absolutely. dangerous. It's hard to settle in on that in that guard. It's 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 very it's it's people going to be. It's almost like my my student who fought over the weekend, James Gonzalez, yeah, two yeah. weeks ago. He fought a tough um, a Georgian kid uh, who had good um, sambo and, and judo, strong and, and strong, almost like a marab. And my my little my my black belt James is almost like a little muppet. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't really hit hard. This kid was throwing him around, but every time he'd throw him down, he he barely survived in his guard. And that's what you see. But the difference is, Aljo's got better wrestling, so it, it, they usually they're not getting him down there. But anytime you see anybody on top of Aljo, they're never doing damage. I don't even I don't remember you ever taking a punch in the face on the guard. Yeah, ever. I don't know. I, I mean, you fucking Hennig Brown maybe like one sneaked yeah. in, but when I took How'd him down, that fight it was, go. It was different when I took him down. Uh, fuck yeah, dude! But well, God, you're a Jedi, man. New Jedi. You're like my Mace Windu, but you're not getting killed by the Emperor. Yeah, yeah no, there's no black Jedi in the fucking thing. But uh, but you are my Jedi. What, Jimmy? When you're right number two, it's it's got to be difficult too, because then what do you do? Who do you fight? The next logical step for you is, of course, Marais is not going to fight for the belt. So it's for you to fight for it. But then if Cejudo's looking another way, the UFC might come to you and go, "Hey, how about?" And you saw how that derailed Frankie. And not that you wouldn't win your next fight, but you've earned your shot at the title. And there's no reason once you've earned the shot to have to do busy work. Uh, you know, or, or 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 fight fights that are, are lateral moves, or even fight guys lower than you, and then all of a sudden, if they happen to have a good night, all of a sudden they jump you in the line. So I, I definitely think that number two is a tougher place to be than number five or six when picking another fight. Yeah, hundred percent. And we've seen a guy who's been a number one contender before. Even that guy, uh, Rafael Sunset, was number one for a while, and he could not get a title fight for the life of him. It didn't didn't matter who he beat, and they even gave him a rematch against Marais. And we saw how that turned out. So I've seen this story before, and I, I've learned from other people's mistakes. And you're right, number two is definitely hard. But I did hear there is a, a, a top-level tough guy who's had multiple title shots, former champion coming down to 135. And I'm just trying to let the world know that it, 135 is just not going to be the answer. It's just not going to be the answer. I'm not happy about that one, Jimmy. <laughs> I like Frankie. You know what, he's talking, I like what he's talking about, right, Jimmy? Yeah, of course I do. And I, I saw the tweet. And uh, yeah, tweet? I mean, I, oh, that's the tweet. Oh, no, what you did? Well, I did both. Oh, the, the Instagram. 
Um, and, and I know that you, you like Frankie, but, uh, you know, hey, look, if you have to fight him, you have to fight Jimmy's him. A, I, I didn't come up to his weight class, right? He came, he's coming down to mine. So if I want to say something because now we are now potential um, competitors, potential opponents, I think it's all fair game. I would never talk about his family or anything. The guy is a great dude. Um, I would have loved to have trained with him coming up the ranks, but I didn't, unfortunately. And here we are. So if that's the next fight they want to make, whether it's him, Petey on, whoever it is, I'm yeah, I'm ready as long as it has to. It has to be a fight that's going to put us somewhere or give us a shot that we worked so damn hard for. You know, I fell right. down the ladder. I worked my, my ass off to get back here. I don't think there's anybody else who's putting the time. I really don't. Uh, Plus, you, you and Frankie are both so good with fundamentals. Like, you guys are such... <laughs> I know, Sorry. Matt. You don't want to see that. <laughs> no, no, Jimmy. No, the thing is this: Aljo's like family to me, so I'm, I'm definitely in the foxhole with him. And the biggest thing is, like when he first said it to me, I was kind of bummed out, you know, because I like Frankie a lot, you know, right or wrong. Right, he was 100. percent He was kind of like, ah, I was, I was exactly maybe, what you just saw. I was like, maybe ah. your brother, maybe your brother could corny for that fight. I go, Matt. I know, I know. And then I'm like, I can't not be with Aljo. I can't. Of course. You know, be, but and the thing is this. It'd be different if Aljo, he, he, that's the biggest thing. And that's what Longo said to me too. He was like, well, you know, it, Aljo's already there. He fought his way up to, you know, to, to number two. And it's like, you know, number two in the world. So it's like, you know, if, if Frankie goes down to his weight class, it's, you know, what, you know, then, you know, it, it is what it is, you know. I and I, the thing is this though, my only thing is, and I'll get, and listen, when I'm in, I'm in. So I'm not being that guy like, oh, is he half in, half out? No. Aljo's going to war. I'm in the foxhole with him. But you got to understand, Jimmy, It's I, and it's when you're getting ready for these things, it's different. I'm, I'm, well, I'm thinking about how to take a guy out. I'm thinking about how to hurt a guy. When I first hear that, and I know it's a game, sure. and it's not so easy to do anyway to a guy who's, and the guy's going to be trying to do the same to him. I know. But yes. the initial thing is, ah, I don't want to try to hurt my friend. You know what I mean? Sure, but of course. But I don't want my... My little brother slash nephew. I'm a little bit older, so I might have to say nephew. How old, yeah. how old are you now? Thirty. I'm forty five. Thirty thirty. Now, I'm, you know what's weird? I'm like fifteen years older than you, and Longo's like fifteen years older than me. It's like the circle of life. Anyway, yeah. Jimmy, that is no, that's neither here nor there. I miss no. you so much, Jimmy. I miss you, and I don't see you. I can Do you say like that. Seeing me. What's that? <laughs> I do like seeing you. I feel like when I see my kids on Facetime, I get so happy. I start waving to them. I gotta keep I it like cool though. Better than the phone though. I like this better. I like seeing you. And by the way, I'm in I'm in uh, Switzerland right now in a what? mountain. Oh wow! I'm in a, I'm in a beautiful place. Those curtains look like you're from Switz in Switzerland. I, I know it really <laughs> is. It's like a lady's dress. It's actually very nice. There, there's mountains behind me. So today I'm taking a two hour drive in the Swiss mountains, and I had to pull over and vomit what? because I ate, I ate eggs and bacon and coffee, and I, I ate all too fast. So I had to pull over and throw up twice. Could you bring I'm, me? On, I'm on a one-lane winding road, what stuck you, behind fucking cows. What are you doing? In, what are you doing in Switzerland? Are you doing comedy in Switzerland? No, no, no. I'm not working. I was off from radio, oh. so I actually was going to go to Western Canada, but I'm visiting somebody I haven't seen in years who moved out here in 2010, and I'm like, "Fuck it, I'm going to do it once in my life." That's well, cool. Could you bring me back some of the delicious chocolate? Oh yeah. Aren't they known for their chocolate? Tobo? They are, but I haven't had any, and I got such a good ab workout today on the side of the road. I'm not, not going to ruin it with chocolate. But it's not for you. It's not for you. It's for me. No, I know, but I won't. I, it won't make it through customs. Bring me back a fucking Wonka ball. What kind of friend are you? All right, that is. I, how do I resist? How do I resist <laughs> a, a question of friendship like that? Bring me back a fucking Wonka bar. I'm going to bring you back some chocolate. I'll bring you back something. And, and can I just say something right now that I'm a little offended sure. with? 
I and he says, "Come on, whenever you want, Aljo. I'm going I'm to talk to you right now." And, I, and Jimmy's listening. <laughs> you know, I've been on his in his other show at Sirius, the fucking him and Sam Rod, the Jimmy, the Jim Norton Sam Robin show. I've been on it like once in like five years. That little fucking bagel boss guy is on there every other week now. Yeah, hanging out there with strippers and it's not that I want to do that. I'm a family man. The guy's another, he's a regular now. Get a seat for that little motherfucker. I was your friend first, and you have this little fucking who's famous for throwing tantrums. You know, Sam loves you too. The reason I don't ask you is I get embarrassed to ask my friends. Like, I figure it's an inconvenience for you because you're on Long Island. I'll put it this way. The week we come back, I'm we will sorry, have Jimmy. you in any day. We would love to have you in. But I, I always feel like I'm going to my friend and like, Jimmy, yeah, Matt will do it, but it will be an inconvenience for Jimmy. him because he's roll in the morning i feel bad like jimmy I, uh, jimmy 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 <laughs> jimmy i'm sorry it's okay that was my fault okay. i i shouldn't get you get you're allowed to have other friends but i was like i see that guy and he's like first of all i was you know little stocky guy i'm your little stocky friend not him you're my only little stocky friend I, i'm not Thank friends you. with the bagel boss i like him that's okay but we're not we don't hang out we don't Me talk on the phone we don't text we do jimmy all Let's right but up, listen man. so wait you're Brother. coming back next week I'm not going to be. I'm going to Abu Dhabi, man. That's right. Ooh, going to fucking that, Abu Dhabi. That's like two weeks. Yeah, the I last know. time I was there, I was strangling Gomi. Now I'm going there to hang. <laughs> fucking poor Gomi. <laughs> Gomi's fucking awesome. Uh, but yeah, well, man. I'll, so I'll talk to you this week, too. About, sorry, I'm, yeah. I'll talk to you Wednesday, too. Um, and I'm, you, I'm back, and then you're gone. So maybe you can call in from Abu Dhabi, depending on the time difference, if you have time. 100%. We're going to do the uh, predictions on uh, Wednesday's show. Yes. Even though I know you're going with Poirier, I'm going with Khabib. Yes, I am. You know what Poirier, I mean? second round knockout. I've been saying it for six months or have four you, months. Have you ever witnessed Khabib's Kimura? Khabib is phenomenal. It's not It's not a disrespect of Khabib. It's not a knockout. Just asking you a question about the Kimura. Have yes. you ever seen it? Um. Yeah, I've seen it. Thank goodness for whatever ref was there with Michael Johnson and saved his yeah. arm. That, that thing, would he would have screwed that thing off. You understand, Jimmy? Yeah, I man. respect the Kimura, and so should you. I'm well, a little. I, do, I get like, a little uptight, Jimmy, when I don't see you. No, no, that's okay. I'm not picking Poirier to submit him. I'm picking Poirier to be able to get to him in the first couple of rounds. And again, it's, it, it could be a, a great fighter, and he's a good stand-up fighter. But I think Poirier is a better stand-up fighter, and I think Poirier will find a way to hurt him in that first round. I mean, Connor went four rounds with him, and Connor, I don't think, is as, as uh, able to defend himself on the ground as Poirier is. It took four rounds, and Connor hurt him, like I think, in the third or fourth round. So I think Poirier will be able to get to him. And plus, again, sometimes I play the odds 27-0, and 0, I think he is now, or is it 28-0? You don't win forever fighting guys on that level. Somebody eventually beats you. It's just the odds of it, no matter how good you are. I mean, Fedor lost eventually. Everybody loses eventually. So yeah, well, what about what about Ben Askren? Oh, wait a minute, never mind. No, <laughs> he, he got a loss recently. Eventually, somebody <laughs> somebody gets you. Somebody lands that right shot, and I think seeing the way a couple of guys landed... <laughs> no, that's horrible. I thought you were going to go with like Mayweather or something. I know, I know. I got confused. <laughs> I must have forgot that knee. No, I'm only <laughs> Listen, no, I only say that because he talks so much shit. I just watched yeah. the, I just watched a thing on Game Bread, Jorge Masvidal. I just watched a thing on, on YouTube. It was like um, Life of a Fighter or something. And it kind of was like a two-piece thing. And it led up to his fight with Ben Askren. It was awesome. 
Because I, I, you know, you click on different things. So sometimes you click on, you know, I do that when I'm on the toilet. I'm just sitting there, I go through stuff, and I have my espresso. I'm kind of like what I'm doing right now. I'm giving you a visual. Except this is <laughs> this is a seltzer. This is this, and the soundboard here is my iPad, and I'm on the throne. Okay, so I, <laughs> I, I, you guys don't really need the visual, but anyway, I'm just like I just like the so I'm going through stuff, and I click on this, and sometimes I'll click on something, just get rid of it. I watched that. I watched the whole fucking two part series. I, I had a stomach issues anyway. Uh, that's why I was there. But so you be there anyway. I was there anyway, Jimmy. It's like had anywhere to go, but uh, it was fun. And it ended with the Ben Askren knee, and but it led, but all it led up to all the shit talking of Ben Askren going. Well, you know, Georgie is a uh, volume striker. He doesn't really knock anybody. Out. He's going over all the math. That leads up to what is his game plan? They were asking Ben Askren. He goes, Oh, his game plan is the same as everybody else. Jab and keep away. No one wants to be near him. So it was so, so like, and then you know how it ends. So it's sure. fucking awesome. So you're like, This is so great. This is so fucking great. So yeah, watch that, Jimmy, if you're bored in the fucking Alps. Yeah, I will. I will. Um, Jimmy. But again, I'm picking Poirier. And I, I don't want to repeat myself Wednesday. So I probably, I'll do my pick now. Poirier, second round KO. I said it to him, and I've been saying it. I just have a weird feeling he is going to get to Khabib uh, early. Uh, and again, no disrespect to Khabib, who is you know one of the greatest fighters to ever live. Yeah, well, Khabib, fourth round Kimura. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Or submission. Right. I'll say submission. You know, I'll broad it up I, a little bit. He's fucking dangerous. That could be. Yeah. Oh, yeah, let's say we'll get Funkmaster's pick. Mm. What do you think, Funkmaster? I don't like. I feel bad when I pick because I see these guys all the time. I feel bad. Oh, okay, no, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, no, that's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Fine, co-host. No. What, what's one, right, let me ask you. Aljo, what's one possibility that could happen? Not that you're yeah. picking. What possibility that could happen? I, I see all these guys too, Aljo. But I got kids. You're gonna have kids one day. And they're going to look back and go, oh, let's consider Aljo for maybe a... Oh, wait, no, he's on the fence. That's what they're going to say. <laughs> and then you lost the job and somebody else. And then they're calling fucking Corey Sanhagen. Yeah. So you better get your shit together and get off the fence. Well, all right. I think one possible scenario is yes. that left hand of Dustin Poirier stunning Khabib like Michael Johnson did because he is fast. And I do think he does... He hits very hard at that weight compared to 45. So I can see him catching him. And uh, I think he's competent enough on the ground, not like Michael Johnson, who got his almost got his arm ripped off. There's a complete difference in skill set there. I think he's very competent on the top position. I think he's he's tough to get back up. We might even see him take Khabib down. We saw Al almost take him down, and then he let it go and went for the strikes. And Khabib was shocked. He was shocked when Al grabbed his leg. You saw his eyes kind of light up. So I wouldn't be surprised if he went there to try to push the issue and maybe put Khabib on his back and we see something completely different. Hey, well, let me remind you, gentlemen, that Khabib used to wrestle bears at eight years old. This let is me true. just throw that out there. This is true. He did, but bears don't have a left like Poirier. Ooh. And you were right. Michael Johnson did get to him. I think it was in that first round. First round. Uh, and, and I think that's when he might be slightly vulnerable before he begins to exhaust you by keeping you on the ground and pounding you. By round three, guys, you're probably too tired to stand up there and do too much. But in those first couple rounds when guys yeah. are fresh, he can be slightly vulnerable, and I think Poirier knows that. If I know that, Poirier knows that. Yeah, yeah man. Well, I kind of knew it. He did. Kind of knew mean, that shit. You know lost, what I mean? Than people thought. Like, I, I, love, I, I love when people point out the Michael Johnson fight, because I was there, too, watching it in the back. And I go, oh, he figured this out. He yeah. figured it out. He's going to the body. He's going upstairs. Oh, he's mixing it up. He's moving. He's, uh, he's got Henry Hooft in the corner. I was getting all uppity. <laughs> know how the fight ended? 
He would have had a fucking new shoulder, okay? So let's just end it at that. And listen, I don't think Jimmy, I love Jimmy. I don't think he'd ever hang up on me, ever. Never. But we're going to test this. Because Paul Felder, hold on, everybody. Paul Felder is fighting somebody next week. Do you know who he's fighting? Who's he fighting? Three, two, one. Oh, wait, Barboza, Barboza, Edson, Barboza. He's fucking Jimmy! <laughs> Are you fucking serious? He hung up. That's, <laughs> were you I expecting that? Eh, well, listen, I know my Jimmy bird. <laughs> and we, we ran we, we ran through I think he wasn't gonna hang up and you you chimed in and it was too much the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal it probably won't go well so set a limit when you gamble and stick to it Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Oh, by the way, the next uh, next podcast, I got Longo in and Raging Out. It's going to be insane. And Longo, I'm, put, I'm putting this on the record now. I want to go back to the videotape. I'm stating it here. Don't, don't give him a heads up. I guarantee you. He's wearing a blue shirt <laughs> to go with his fucking eyes. I got oh, it's a, oh, it must be a kawinka dink, <laughs> your blue Reebok shirt. Guarantee you, hack. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now fucking I got, I gotta hack. make sure I can see this. You watch this thing. Oh no, we'll make a thing of it. We'll go back to it. Guarantee you, he's wearing a blue shirt. I guarantee it. I if he's not wearing a blue shirt. I got nothing to say. Do I you? always have something to say. But I'm telling you right now, Aljo. Aljo, we're going to be having... When is Paul Felder calling in, gentlemen? In five minutes? All right. Let's talk about some more news, young funk master. Yeah. I'm like, oh, what do you think about the whole... Because McGregor apologizes on ESPN for the ball punch. I finally watched that Ariel whole special. Hawani. Yeah, I finally got to watch the whole special two days ago. Do you think Ariel Hawani secretly hates Brett Akamoto? Hmm. He might. Because this is the thing. Brett Akamoto's a likable dude. He's a likable dude. He's good at his craft. The fighters like him. The brass likes him. And he doesn't come across like a condescending like and douchey like Ariel does. Ariel could be cool, but he could also be a little <laughs> like yeah. a fucking douchebag. You know yeah. what I mean? And a little jacket holder and he's talking stupid shit. So I mean, and so he's looking at this young Brett Okamoto like, all right, look, everybody likes this dude. What the fuck? This is the new me. Yeah. So Ariel should be a little nicer maybe to everybody. Yeah. No? I feel I, like that's Ariel, his yeah, thing though. He's a little douchey. I, I, feel- I liked him, but... Now we're a little whatever. I felt that way about him and Luke Thomas, to be honest. But I don't, don't want to start bashing yeah, guys. Yeah, I don't know Luke as well. I, I like to spread positivity. Yeah. No, they're I'm great guys. I'm just saying. 
after talking with them and and finally like I think Brett Akamoto, passion it Brett, out. Brett, Brett, Brett Akamoto, Akamoto, Akamoto is gonna he's coming he's coming <laughs> watch out Ariel <laughs> alright listen back to McGregor uh you know, he apologized for the he apologized for, for for punching the old man. That straight left, no man can take it. <laughs> he said that man deserved to enjoy his time in the pub without having it end in the way it did. He said I tried to I tried to make amends and I made amends back then, but it doesn't matter. I was in the wrong. That's not the reason I why I got into martial arts or studying combat sports. The reason I got into it was to defend against that type of scenario. So listen, the thing is this, Connor is surrounded by some good people. Like I you went over there and when you remember you trained over in Ireland? Yeah. How did they treat you? It was a great time. John Cavanaugh's the man. John Cavanaugh is a martial artist and he's a he's he's and from what I see, he's just a really good guy. And so it's like I don't think he'd be associated with Connor if it wasn't like I like I think that he if Connor at his core was a bad dude. And I'm honest about Connor, honestly. Yeah. Like, I mean, whatever. I, I, I'm, you know, with everything with him and Khabib, I was definitely more with, on Khabib, you know, with Khabib's side with that shit. I just felt, and uh, there's a lot of things I don't agree with with the dude. But as coming from a guy with a temper, like sometimes in the past, like, you know, I don't know. You don't want to give somebody a pass on punching an old man. But I don't know, sometimes, I mean, it did, he, you know, at least... It seems like is he upset that that he got caught, or is he upset that he he did it? Like you know what I mean? Yeah. It's which, he he. he he's saying all the right things, I guess that only time will tell in actions, and his actions will tell in the future. Yeah. You know, and and not to back him up by any means, because I saw Pettis did an interview and he was talking about that. They asked him about that, and people he was kind of saying like, you never know what the old man said. And I'm like, this is true. I don't think the old man in any shape or form provoked him. I think you pretty much, that shit captured that shit. Like he was dissing him by not having not his drink. Yeah, not so having the proper 12. took it as disrespect, you know? Yeah. When you're that young and you have that much power, it, it you could get a little delusional, man, and be like, how dare you disrespect me? And, and at yeah. the end of the day, you know, we're all human beings, man. You shouldn't be, I said that back in the day when he was at, um, he was at an MMA event it was, and uh, it was Bellator or something and, and he mushed a, a, a oh, ref. The ref. Slapped him. He slapped him. Who the fuck? Because the guy was trying to get him off the cage where he shouldn't have been on. And he said, oh, the, I mean, that's where I'm like, wait a minute. You can't just be putting your hands on people like that. Yeah. So it's like, so maybe, so, you know, I don't know, man. Obviously, he didn't learn from that. I, he's young. Hopefully, he gets his shit together. With yeah. That. Because people talk, I mean, Joe Rogan was talking about he's got $100 million in the bank. And Dana talks about how smart he is. You know, I don't give a fuck about that if he's not a good person. If I don't, oh. Who gives a fuck? I don't know. Like, dude, I'll tell you right now, man. I had a hundred million in the bank. I'm pretty much doing everything I'm doing right now. Like, is that really what it's about? The guy's throwing dollies at fucking uh, uh, things with fighters in it, and Rose, in, Rose, um, Thug Rose was in the first seed. Could have had a fucking face destroyed. He's mushing uh, officials. He's smacking fucking an old man or punching him, and like. Oh well, he's always you know he made a lot of money for himself and really so what does that mean? What the fuck does that mean? So what about the people? So I mean no, but like so that 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 excuse. Well, he's a smart. What the fuck does that mean? What does that have to do with being a decent human being? Yeah, I don't give a fuck if he's a brilliant like like I really don't like I don't what I don't what the fuck does that mean when people say well he's brilliant so that means everybody should be doing this kind of shit? 
to be, I mean, I don't know. That's where I have a problem with all that shit. Yeah. Where guys are saying shit like, oh, he's, but he's, you know, he's, yeah, he's made all that, but it's awesome that he's done that. I mean, I'm not hating on it, but it doesn't give you a certain right to disrespect guys that, what, they, so if this guy made a 200 million and you, he, you can't smack him because he's, what the fuck is going on here? What the fuck is everything I do with materialistic bullshit? Yeah. You know? No, like, I, what is it? You're not taking all this shit with you. I agree. Aldo, you're not, I got people dying left and right. Now. You're not taking any of this shit with you. It doesn't mean, so how about you better be a better human being? You'll feel better about yourself. You think, I mean, I don't know, dude. If I'm telling you right now, I had all the money in the world. I'm still teaching the kids class on Saturday. I'm still going down to watch you guys spar. I don't know. I, I'm having a good meal. Ray Longo's got the right idea. He don't give a fuck. He's living, he's living the fucking dream. Yeah. You know what I mean? Martial arts. Fuck, I, if that guy's been doing the same thing for the last 20 years, always wondering, hey, man, I hope this doesn't end. Uh, no, it does suck. You see, you do see that, and it kind of reminds me of the whole thing with like, even like Tyson, like when he was young and upcoming, he was even younger than Connor, and yeah. he had that type of money, you know, just blowing it, just doing the, the most wild well, And he went through some wild shit. Crazy. And it, it's all about, but, but the difference is, I think, right here is that uh, Connor's got some like, some better people around him. I felt bad for Tyson at the time. He's marrying true. fucking Robin Givens and this one and that one. I mean, who, you know, the, the people that were closest with him, he lost. And yeah, I mean, at least Connor looks like he has a nice family. Like, you know, his, his, and his wife, John his Jones, kids. What's that, that thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't like to, like, like guys have, uh, I'll tell you right now, I saw something with John Jones on Instagram that was cute as hell. His, oh, his daughter was in there and the, and the dog went to like save her. Yeah, and yeah, pulled yeah. Her I, hair. I thought that was the cutest thing ever. I watched it like five times. <laughs> right? I love, yeah, dude, no, I saw that. I like happy things. Yeah. You know, too much negativity in the world, Funk Man. No, nah, you're 100% right. You know? I just don't think that at any point, any. I saw Khabib commented on the picture too. He was like, I don't, and on uh, Showtime's interview, I'm saying like, at no point is it ever right for a, a man to attack an elderly man. And I, I 100% agree. I don't Who care what the guy's saying. Khabib. But yeah. I do understand people can be saying it's like some ridiculous stuff and sometimes people think they can say God knows whatever. And everyone's different. Everyone grew oh, up man. different. But to attack a man because he didn't drink your drink is kind of... Hey, not kind well, of. Well, the it's thing is this. beyond crazy. The thing is this. If another UFC fighter... I'm not trying to lose my job here. If another UFC fighter smacked up, did that to an old man, that video came out, have they got their job still? No. 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 UFC Unfiltered filtered is is um, sponsored, but it's the UFC official sponsor. It's UFC official podcast. Do I still have a job next week if they're saying that? <laughs> Fuck it. It's unfiltered. You fucks. You want me to filter shit? We'll lose viewers. <laughs> you know? It's, just, it's right and it's wrong. So I agree. I'm not saying fight a guy. I'm just saying repercussions. There's, there's got to be some type of line and by, and, to draw, man. Yeah, man. You know why? Because I've been around. I've been, been around, around the world. I've been around. It's an old <laughs> song, Aljo. It is. What's up, Paul Felder? Right, we got Paul Felder calling in. And now it's not going to be a Skype. Yeah, don't punch, old, don't, don't punch people, man. Don't punch old people. Yeah, man. Even, next time, just give him a smack. <laughs> I'm only kidding. A smack would have been a little easier. Or a noogie. Yeah, man. <laughs> what the fuck? Viral video of a noogie. What, is this Paul Felder? Yes, sir. What's up, buddy? You're talking to Matt Sarah and Aljo Sterling is my co-host today. Hey. I know. I know. What's oh, up, brother? How are you? You do know. You got, they gave you the heads up, man. I'm good, man. How are you, buddy? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, uh, I'm a little hungry. I'm a little ready to get to uh, freaking Abu Dhabi and make no. this wait and do this thing. <laughs> Have you ever been to the Middle East before? Have you ever been to Abu Dhabi? I 
I have not. No. Uh, how long? How long is the flight for you, buddy? I'm going to be there, buddy. I'm going too. So it's a twelve and a half hour flight from New York. How is it for you? How long? It's uh, I think thirteen and a half because oh. I got a direct from <laughs> Chicago. So it's not as so. bad as it could be. So no no connections, just straight from. Chicago to Abu Dhabi. Now, how do you feel about, first of all, fighting over there? I mean, that's a different experience. Well, I, yeah, I think that's exactly what it's going to be. Uh, but I, I'm excited just because they want it so bad over there. You know what I mean? The, I mean, these guys are begging the UFC to come over and, and put on a show. So the fact that I, I get to, to fight over there in front of those fans and just this get to see this city i'm uh i'm very curious to see what this place looks like it's supposed to look real futuristic and yeah kind of insane so um i'm pumped i'm sure you've been there before right yeah i've been there <laughs> show my age i've been there in 2001 in abu dhabi so i mean that was uh, you fought there right yeah man I, I, I had a i had a good run over there at abu dhabi and i'll tell you paul it was a different time i told aljo before like we were like i don't know how abu dhabi is now i think it's in the states now or whatever but back then like you, it, it felt like hans tournament and like bruce lee or something that to the dragon <laughs> like you had all like the sheiks on they were up and they were on couches and they're playing the the, the the music and the drums and holy crap man it was really such an experience so i'm excited for going back too man not to mention the uh the phenomenal card that's that that you you're a part of now your first fight paul we were just watching a very difficult thing to watch <laughs> that i hope that, i don't know if you ever watched it again cuz you don't want I, I i'll tell you right now i didn't want to watch it after a couple of times how bad was that was it as bad as what is it looked like that groin shot that uh, that illegal shot that Edson Barbosa spinning back kicked you in the nuts spinning dick kick how was that yeah man uh, it, it was it was it was horrible you know what I mean it was one of those uh, cup shots where I at first I didn't think I was going to be able to continue it was like a bolt of lightning out of nowhere you know and um, you know how you you try to shake things out you move around but there's no. There's really no shaking a spinning hook kick from yeah. from a guy like Edson off. You know he kicks hard as shit to begin with, and then he kicks you in the in the nuts, and it's just uh, it was terrible. Yeah, well, you, let me tell you, you kick pretty hard yourself, buddy. I just watched this morning your last fight with James Vick, and all yeah. I kept hearing, you know, I like to listen to the corner work too, you know, and uh, Lloyd Irvin was he was telling his coach James Vick was like, man. My leg is, his leg was you, those calf kicks you were doing was so money and it was so effective and with such a tall guy like James Vick, so smart now and so effective. It, fighting a fighter who's known for his kick like Barbosa, now, all, like, are we a big game plan guy? Are we going to say, listen, it worked on James Vick or it's like, hey, listen, F that with Barbosa because he's such a stud kicker. Well, I think kicking's always going to be a part of my game, whether it's limited amounts or a whole lot like it was against James Vick. Uh, and even in that James Vick fight, going into it, you know, we were looking for those overhands and the left hooks, but yeah. he kept he's tall, so much taller than me, he kept getting away from me. I was trying to do pretty much what, what Dan Hooker ended up doing to him, but Dan Hooker's taller than me, so he was able to get in yeah. with the hands a lot easier than I was. So I had to kind of improvise obviously leg kicks were going to be a huge part of that last fight um and the calf kick wasn't wasn't always necessarily the game plan we wanted to attack his thighs too but the way it played out i hit him there a few times i saw it hurt him and and we went with it and for Edson, you know i did a lot of time kicking with him in the last fight and uh you know things will be 
things will definitely be different in this fight. I don't want to give too much away yeah, okay. on whether I'm going to kick him a lot or not kick him, but I'll say this. I'm not afraid to exchange uh, kicks with Edson. You know, I'm a bigger guy. I have heavy leg kicks. I feel like my shins are hard as shit, so... Yeah. Uh, if I can check a few and return a few, it, it, that'll hopefully get him a little worried about throwing kicks at me. I seen that you know his fight with Kevin Lee, you know where you like you have so many different tools. But again, let's not get too much into game plan. Fucking yeah, <laughs> oh, Joe. I'm basically asking Paul Felder his whole his whole game plan. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming. I, I, f- I feel like this is going to be a straight up kickboxing war and i can't wait to watch it to be honest and you know those calf kicks man you land two or three good ones and it changes the complexion of the fight which is so crazy how effective that that technique really is yes it's nuts man we weren't doing this a couple years ago now you see it every time you turn on the ufc you see it all over the place it's like you just uh, it, it just shows the evolution of this sport and how crazy it is that uh, one person comes out and is like, nah, you know, I'm going to start kicking lower. And we were always taught not to do that, right? Because yeah, guys yeah. check kicks, you hit the shin, you'll hurt your own shin. Well, not if you get to the calf first, which is a much smaller muscle. You take that out, and that's what everybody's supporting themselves <laughs> on. You can hurt your thigh, right? Aljo, you know what I'm talking about. You yeah. can hurt your thigh in a fight before. You can get through that. But that calf, when that cramps, man, holy crap. It's brutal. I'm so happy that didn't get into uh, into the mix when I, you know, that came into the mix after I retired. I didn't get, <laughs> I didn't get too many calf yeah, yeah. kicks. That it is funny how things do evolve with like that, you know. Coming from a guy that first got backfisted, that now it's every other fucking, you know, there wasn't any backfist <laughs> back in the day. I was literally, if, if you look it up, I guarantee you, I'm the first one to get stopped by a backfist. I was man. Hey, I, when I did it, I was only the third to ever do it in the UFC. Well, then I'm definitely the first. <laughs> if it's UFC 31, yeah, yeah. Don't you don't have to bring up that I beat him in the rematch. It's not about me, Alger. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I do got a question. Like for you guys, do you guys like okay the green, give it a green light for you guys to train in sparring, like utilizing the calf kicks? Because I'm having a hard time with that. Where like some of the guys were having mix. Uh, responses from guys like wanting to okay it and some guys not wanting to okay it. I'm not going to lie, for me, I don't okay it. Like, if you're sparring with me, you have to kick the knee or higher. Yeah, listen, I, I kind of feel you there, and I'll throw it out there every now and then to some of my sparring partners when, uh, you know, I got to let them know and just play around with them. Like, uh, <laughs> Bilal Muhammad, when he, if he starts piecing me up, landing some good hand combos, I'll give him a little, give him a little calf kick and he kind of just laughs at me. I, I, we're the same over here where you, you got to watch their knee first of all. You don't want to ever take out your, your sparring partner's knee. And it's the kind of kick just like an elbow. It's like, look, we can't really trade these back and forth like we can a lot of other stuff in sparring. So you got you to gotta find other ways to, to drill it, whether it's on the tie bag or, you know, your, your coach kind of puts something on his shin to let you practice it. But, yeah, I don't uh, try to beat up my sparring partners too bad with, with calf kicks because it's just yeah. it's debilitating, man. It can take them out of, of the rest of their session. I feel like early on in my career, I was accused a lot of just kind of fighting with, you know, emotion, you know, uh, and instincts and things like that. And uh, I think ever since I switched to start working with Duke and, and the guys at Rufus Sport and some different coaches back in Philly, even before I come out here, I feel like I've really started to uh, implement more of a game plan, um, more strategy. Not that when the going gets tough and I got to bite down on my mouth guard, I can still do that too, but... I feel like I go into these fights a lot more prepared and knowing 
how to expose people, how to how to use my attributes to my advantage, as opposed to just going in and being like, all right, we're going to throw down and see what happens. That got me a little bit of notoriety early in my career, and, that, and that's what I needed to do. You know, you need you need to get uh, some separation from the pack, especially in these divisions that are stacked, like the lightweight division is. And now I've got that. I'm number ten, uh, fighting a number seven guy. So now it's now it's really a matter of winning these fights and moving up the ladder for real. You know, it's not a it's not about just putting on a show. I feel like my style is always going to lend itself to to being potentially a fight of the night or you know a performance bonus winner. But now it's I'm only fighting still because I want to try to get to the belt and um, not just to entertain or make money. You know, I can be doing what you guys do. I can be talking about fighting. I could be sitting back enjoying time in Philly, eating cheesesteaks and <laughs> drinking beers with my friends and being on the road, but I'm not. I'm still cutting all this damn weight, you know, flying out to Milwaukee, living uh, in somebody else's uh, apartment and uh, grinding because I want to try to be the best. So uh, if I'm not going to be the best, you know, then we'll, we'll, we'll go from there. But right now I'm fighting to, to, to get to the top. End game. There's always an end game in mind. It, yeah. And it's got to feel good, though. It's got to feel good that you you're so gifted on the mic, Paul. Like, um, you know, I've seen you work the fights, you know, behind the desk and, and interview the guys, and you know, you got a gift for that. You think your theater stuff and all the the, the work you did as an acting and stuff does that help with this that, that oh. the commentary job? You feel? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you know, I spent a huge part of my life. Uh, you know, being in the moment, learning how to do things on the fly. When things go wrong in a show, you can't stop and be like, wait, wait, hold on, let me do that again. I got to go back. And that's how commentating is. When you're calling a fight live, you can't be like, oh, I didn't like how I said that. Hold on, shit. Let me let me say that again. You can't. You're live. You're yeah. going, you're, you know, you're going. Um, so I've had a lot of experience doing that. And things go wrong all the time. I remember I was in Russia with Dan Hardy and John Gooden, and my, my earpieces went completely out. And we were in a sold-out stadium in moscow doing the stand-up so they're talking to me and i just see moving mouse i don't know what they're saying to me and then it's your turn but we rehearsed it once so i kind of remember what they said wow and i just went with it oh dude that was one of the scariest moments as a as a (laughs) tv analyst i was like oh man i i don't know what to do that's wild here that is, yeah. yeah, that is wild, man. Well, hey, listen, this is going to be a hell of a fight. I'm going to be there. I can't wait to see this fight live. It's got fireworks written all over it. Edson Barbosa is uh, a man. He has a highlight reel, and you are a machine. And uh, it's September 7th, UFC 242 in Abu Dhabi. Paul Felder, thank you so much. Duke Rufus is going to be there, correct? Yes, sir. Oh, I'm looking forward to that, too. <laughs> All right. Sure. Paul, thanks so much yeah. for calling in, bro. I appreciate it, man. Hey, thank you, guys. And Aljo, great job calling everybody out, man. You're killing it out there. <laughs> Let's <laughs> <They> go. <love it. laughs> That's awesome, All right, fellas. Later, thank Paul. You. Thank, thank you, man. I got a question. When you were fighting, yes. did you, like, your fight week... Were you one of the guys who like just hung out in your room all day, or did you ever go out and like do a little sightseeing, that type of thing? Uh... You know what, man? I would chill in, like, I remember just, just chilling with, in the jacuzzi, hanging out. I'd, you know, hang around the hotel. But no, nah, I was pretty much a hermit. I wouldn't do too much. Depends on what I was cutting down to. When I was 55, it was brutal. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, 170 was a lot better, but I still have to be strict. So, you know, I mean, towards the end, I'd have Drago just, Pete Drago sell. We'd go and we'd get two weeks early to Vegas 
get a little microwave, get a little fucking forming machine, whatever it is, and make all our meals in the in the uh, get a little fridge, make all meals in the room, and just it's the countdown to battle, man. It was cool. Yeah, you know, we have a good, we have such a good time now with the crew. Yeah, you know? it's a nice when everyone comes out, man. It's always fun. Morale was always a great energy. Now, who's uh? Are you gonna be? Are you going with us to? Uh, I'm going to the land down under. Are you? Yes. We're gonna have a fucking great time, man. I'm excited. Is Marab coming too? Maybe no. Ah, uh, with where we were. I was talking to Al about it just so he has an extra body, and I need an extra body too because I'm probably gonna be in fight camp officially at that point. I'm hoping I get a fight announced by then. Yeah. And uh, go from care. there so I can get my own training in as well. So I'm not just. You know, ooh, ooh! You know. Now she wants to f with my crew. All right, listen to me, <laughs> Aljo. You gotta stop playing <laughs> that you music. About to with say me. something. Listen, that music just gets into me, and I gotta sing. But Aljo, what is your podcast? Because you have your own podcast. Give it a plug right now. Now's the time to plug shit. Ah, it's called the Weekly Scraps because there are always fights. Weekly. There is a lot of fights, man. There are. There is. I have a segment called What's Scrapping. It's like what's happening, but what's scrapping? I, you know what, man? I like <laughs> that's it. an applause. That's I, not was, a I was about that's my hand. Applause. Did you see my one hand? Check my other hand. I was gonna <laughs> fucking do that. And what else do you got on it? What else you got going? We got the weekend rewind. We rewind and recap the fights. I fucking lie. break it I down. Mean, listen to me. I'm gonna watch. Technique hey, talk. Listen. Do you have any guests on there? Nah, it's just me. <laughs> is it just you? <laughs> it really is just Why don't me. You let me do it one time with you. I've never Why don't you invite me know? down. It's Where is my it? house? Well, I'm not invited at your house ever. No, you can come to the crib. All right, man. The Cribbington. Well, unless you, I'm not just going to show up start <laughs> ringing your fucking bell. You got to invite me. All right, listen, Aljo, we're going to walk back to Penn now together. What do you, oh, wait, you want to go to Henzo's? Yeah, yeah. Let's go see, see if they got training. Let's go I see what's like up over at uh, the Henzo Gracie Academy over on 30th between 7th and 8th. Yeah. I like to give it a plug sometimes. We had you a know? great workout this morning with Al. He's feeling strong. Al's a fucking beast. Yeah. You know what I had this morning for breakfast? Morris. No. Ugh. I didn't train. Second best thing. No, no, no. Third best thing. Steam my wife's room? out of town. What? So, no. I had not four, I had three Raptor dinners. Three Raptor dinners in my battle royale. And I fucking was murking people. Murking them. What is that? Murking them. <laughs> It's like it's my virtual reality. Okay. And let me yeah. tell you, man, it's Duncan Bravo. He was putting me, he was that guy. You know, he was giving me a little run for the uh, money. Him and Follow White Rabbit. That's, <laughs> they have, that's their names on it. I don't know these people. Yeah, they're using names. But, you know, they, they, one of them was talking shit in the lobby. And I'm not going to be like Thor in Endgame going, ah, I'm going to find you. I'm not, I don't get nutty. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a 45-year-old man. I'm not going to argue with people with a headset on <laughs> in my virtual reality. But I did say, you know, I did one of those things like in Taken, but I switched it around where I was the guy with the accent. When I'm like, we'll see. I did one of those. Because he goes, man, I just had to wrap the dinner. This guy said that. He goes, I'm going to get another one. I go, yeah? We'll see. It's Wait, are it's you the Raptor? Is that your screen name? Raptor? No, no. Raptor, when you win, it's winner, winner, Raptor dinner. It's called. Uh, okay. It's chicken dinner for other things, yeah, but yeah. it's Raptor dinner in this game. And let me tell you, whew, I was full. Three <laughs> of them in the row. Merkin fools. Such a fun game. I, I like gun show games. You. I like gun games. Well, let me tell you something. I feel like a superhero. Everybody, you don't have to train with me, but you really should train. Train some Brazilian jiu-jitsu. You can do any martial art. Martial arts are a beautiful thing. Well, I'm partial to jiu-jitsu, though. SarahBJJ.com. Yeah. What else? I know. I want to ask you. I don't yes. know if you're watching any like new shows or anything, because I'm trying to figure out something else. This to is watch. what you watch. Watch. The, it's on Amazon Prime. I don't know if you have that. Don't tell me the boys. Watch. You didn't see it. I didn't watch it yet. You have I'm hearing to watch good it. things. 
a picture of the Justice League was a bunch of assholes. <laughs> it's so disturbing. <laughs> disturbing. Uh, Imagine the Flash just runs through somebody. Like by accident, it's like, oh my bad, <laughs> dude. It's fucking crazy. That's fucked up. Aljo, let's head over to Henzo's and get some omelets for lunch, okay? All right. Thanks for joining me today, buddy. For sure. Goodbye, everybody. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.